Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Autumn is in the air and Manscaped is here to ensure that you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we actually mean your boys. Yeah, Stephen and the twins. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way that you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they've just released their products in the UK, Canada and Australia. Now, let's not forget, it's the best... about the Australians having an eye You're not? No? No. Uh, well, neither am I, actually. They can chuff off. <laughs> the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Lads, have you ever had a grooming accident? And be completely honest. Only the odd nip and a little bit of needless blood for a bit, but nothing like <laughs> ridiculous. No sort of horrific <laughs> Halloween horror film scenes, mate. And I'm too scared to. Go to yeah, so um, yeah, I am actually due a little bit of a tidy up down there, so I'm looking forward to using my um, as previously used Manscaped equipment. Fantastic. Yeah. And Chris, I, are you... I, I would second what Brookie said. I, I don't think anyone can lie if they do look after themselves and say they've never had a little accident. Yeah. But um, <laughs> due to having the new Manscaped product means I will never have an accident again. I love it. Well, look, they've got a, a, an ear and nose hair trimmer as well. It's called the Weed Whacker. They've got the Crop Care Kit. We like that, by the way. I've, I've used that ball deodorant. It's brilliant. Really, really nice. I don't know. I don't really know why, but it feels nice and fresh down there. It's very good. Crop Mop Ball Wipes. Crop Cleanser Body Wash. A full body wash that you can also use on your hair, on your head. Not that I've got much of it, so I, mine will probably last yeah, me a so while. Be careful, mate. Be careful. I just thought I'd get that in mop. before you guys started as well. And if you suffer, suffer from stank foot or you stand on your feet all day, um, there's a product for you, the Foot Duster Foot Deodorant. It's a free gift as well when you order this. So that's pretty good. Loads of stuff to go at as well. Um, and w- the reason that we're kind of mentioning this to you is because we've got a, a, a code, haven't we, Chris? Is it Barmy Army, I'm guessing? We the- have, yes, absolutely. So you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code Barmy Army in block capitals. Make your balls a priority this fall masterfully done and like we said before i use mine the other week and you you can eat your dinner off it 
Very warm welcome to the Shackles Are Off podcast. They are becoming a little bit infrequent, but over the next few weeks, our podcast shall be coming more frequent with Chris Millard and Jack Brooks. We've got loads of guests lined up, so don't go away. If you've subscribed and you're thinking, well, you're not putting them out much at the moment, well, they're going to continue to be put out at a quick pace of knots, aren't they? Because well, it's winter time, there's not a great deal happening, so cricketers are just sat around scratching their backsides. So, uh, this week we've got Ben Duckett on. everyone is, not just cricketers, mate. It's true, isn't it? It is. The news, we're all sat at home, twiddling our thumbs, using our Manscaped products, and I think just watching the, um, watching the rainfall and hoping... The more shackles are off podcast, so it's nice to be back. We've got loads, got loads of good ones lined up, and they'll be coming out over the next few weeks. So keep your eyes peeled, uh, Brooksy. The season has ended, and um, it didn't quite end in the way that you wanted to. But a Lord's final and and that kind of thing, you must look back on it and just think, wow, you know, I'm I'm glad it's all over. Yeah, it's weird, mate. Really mixed emotions. Like what felt like the longest pre-season and season on record, um, and ended up just being a sort of two months season I suppose but it was so cramped in and yeah it was mad we played really well fair play to Essex for, for doing one on us in the final they they knew what they had to do and they got it done they're a very good outfit um, and Alistair Cook was unbelievable wasn't he in that first innings we just couldn't get him out and we didn't bowl badly at all um, and the worst thing about it for me was that I tore my thumb ligaments halfway through the game so I'm currently got a, like a classic avid Merriam yeah. Keith Lemon Keith Lemon Luis Suarez um, I'm going to be laid up for about sort of six weeks recovering with the thumb up. And um, yeah, just disappointing, mate. But we didn't play badly and we got to a final at Lords. It's always nice to do that in currently what's been going on with this season. Yeah. What was it like bowling at Cookie in that form? Hard work. Yeah. <laughs> Graph. Like bowling at a wall in front of the stumps. Um, <laughs> he just didn't really give many opportunities. The pitch wasn't that quick. So our edges weren't carrying to the slip. So that was our best chance of getting him out because he had a couple of edges just dropped short. But um, he just bedded in, mate, and just, you know, he just pits away bad balls. And we got a good bowling attack, and he just didn't look like getting out. Didn't give a chance. Then eventually he did get out, nicked off. And then the second innings, he got him out caught behind when he didn't hit it. So it was um, so it was too late by then, unfortunately. But, yeah, fair, like, listen, like, they're the, they were the better team in the week, and they got what they needed to do out of the game. So we move on, don't we? What about, what about the... Um... I mean, look, you, you might have to be diplomatic here, but I'm going to say it. I thought that that first innings highest total wins rule was a bit daft. You know what I mean? I just thought that's a bit, I don't know, I thought it was a bit silly. I mean, I, I know there's not really another way of doing it because it was being played basically in winter time. But super it, over. it just felt a little bit harsh. Yeah, super over. Yeah, we love a super over. Um, yeah, I suppose... It kind of reminds me of grade cricket in a bit in Australia when you play out there because you play. The result is on first innings. Whoever gets the highest score first innings. Is that what they do? Is still, that what? Yeah, is that how it works? Yeah, but you can still win the game outright in a second innings. So if it does go to a second innings, you can win the game outright. Whoever wins the game on second innings. So if we had bowled them out last game, last day, that'd be an outright win. But 
Um, listen, we knew what the rules were. It's not as if the rules were suddenly came in day two, day three. Yeah, true. When, when they'd already scored more than us. Like, we knew what the rules were. Um, so we can't complain, and we, and we haven't. Um, we had probably the toughest of the conditions, certainly day one, batting day one at Lords with overheads. They bowled very well, and we, we managed to grind to 300 in whatever it was. It took two and a half days with a lot of bad weather around, and Eddie Byram scored a magnificent ton, and Tom Lowenby scored a really good ton second dig. Um, yeah. Two good young players coming through for us who have sort of shown that they can perform at that level. Um, and then when Essex batted, the wicket sort of dried out a bit and got a bit easier to bat on. But, I mean, when you've got one of the world's best batters, we had to have a lot go our way. And even though we were very good, we just didn't have enough, unfortunately. And like I said, they knew, they knew what they needed to do. And even if it went into the last day, needing to bowl them out for 230, whatever it was, we generally thought there'll be a result. It won't still go back to a first innings result here. It'll be a, a straight yeah. win-lose. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the pitch just died and they just shut up shop and didn't, didn't give us a sniff. So, yeah, um, it was disappointing and very frustrating, but just one of those things, isn't it? And we, we won't complain. We, we hold our heads up in the game and, and we move on. Well, well done. Yeah. Best way to do it. But I, I have heard that County Champ final has done a lot of good for the County Championship game. Chatting to... <laughs> A few people in the know and a few people at Sky, they were absolutely blown away with the figures of the people that were watching on the free YouTube channel. So I think we could be seeing a lot more televised county cricket next year, maybe on YouTube as well. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Brooksy, for entertaining the nation in their droves. As always, mate, as always. <laughs> easy. Well, we've got um, we've got a guest on who basically um, is, I mean, you know, Ben Duckett, brilliant. Everyone says, I've never spoke to him before, everyone says what a great bloke he is. Um, and you guys are, are giving a ringing endorsement of that as well. That, you know, all the stuff that you may or may not have read if you're a cricket fan, you think, God, you know, he's done that and he's done this. And, oh, what an idiot. But he's had such a good year this year hasn't he? And he obviously absolutely clonked it on finals day and was brilliant. He was the standout sort of player of the day. Lads, you know him sort of a little bit and he's sort of been a bit involved with the Barmy Army and um, yeah, what what can we expect from, from Ben on, on the pod? Yeah, I know him really well, Greggy. I left Northlands just as he was coming through and obviously our careers have sort of intertwined, played against each other a lot and we know each other anyway off-field. Um, I think he's had the rough end of a stick a little bit in terms of a few stories which have probably not helped his career because he's on field and his ability is second to none. You've got to look at the talent he's got. I think he's just obviously matured a bit this year, made him sit up and realise not to waste his career a bit. And I think he, he, what he has been guilty of maybe in the past is just sort of being a bit naive and not um, knuckling down as, as hard as he probably should do, um, which I think we've probably seen a new Ben Duckett this summer and um, I've been really looking forward to talk to him to sort of get into his mind about what's triggered that and how lockdown year has been for him. Um, but I think you're going to see a new Ben Duckett going forward and that can only bode well potentially for England because he's um, he's a special batter. Yeah. And Millard, you're probably going to claim him as one of your own prodigies, aren't you? He's one of our own. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Now he's, um, Ben has played for the Barmy Army Colts before, thanks to Mark Steer back in, back in the day and Obviously, he's come through the ranks of the Barmy Army and it's got him to where he is today, I've absolutely no doubt. But it was, it's great that to see him really bouncing back this year and being a successful, winning that T20 final, which I'm sure we all watched. Um, it was great to see him producing the, the performances he was producing like he was back in 
2016. So I know Fullwell, he's a great guy as well. So I'm looking forward to getting to have a chat with him. Perfect. And uh, by the way, for future podcasts, do get in touch with us. Send us emails, info at barmyarmy.com or just send us a message on Twitter or however else you can stumble across us all because we will read them out. We've just done sort of so many infrequent and bits and bobs and whatever over the last few weeks that we've, uh, I think, to be fair, we've lost a lot of the correspondence. We've just forgotten who's emailed us, which isn't great. But How if you have tried... How many countries are left, Greggy? What's that? How many countries are left, for us to hit that haven't I don't know how many countries there are in the world that's bad but we've, we've got loads haven't we 162 I think more than that because we've got about we've got about that who actually where I couldn't where our podcast yeah, downloaded it 200 there's at least 200 countries at least 200 good anyway uh, really educational this uh, this uh, this part of the podcast geography with the well, hang on hang on hang on hang on are you googling at it least, for us at least 200 yeah both of you yeah at least how many then? I think two hundred and five. Oh, Why is that right? Is that right? What? Is that correct, Roxy? Well, if it's correct, I'm going to go two hundred and five, and if it's wrong, I'm going to go about two hundred and twelve. <laughs> wow, way off it, lads. One hundred and ninety-five. Oh, way off. It's not way off. <laughs> well, about ten countries off. Yeah, I've been to twenty off. So, well, there you go. Well done, well done, well done, well done, you. I can't count higher than that, so I've got no chance. If anybody knows anyone interested in cricket in Albania, Andorra, Kosovo, any of these countries, please send them the podcast because we've got a few more countries to tick off. Yeah, we have. I know. I'll find out. I'll tell you what, for the next episode, I'll do a bit of homework and I'll try and work out which countries we still need to tick off. And if you live near one, could you just drive over the border and download it so we get it on our stats? That'd be great. Anyway, uh, uh, thanks for downloading. Thanks for uh, sharing and subscribing and commenting and getting in touch and all that kind of stuff as well. And we'll get into it. It's the Shackles Rock Podcast with Ben Duckett. Ben, we'll start off with a question that we ask pretty much everyone else. Talk to us about your early cricketing beginnings. Like, how did you get into it? What was it that made you start and pick up a bat? And um, how come you love it so much? Um, probably the same as a lot of lads, but my dad um, played cricket. He, he liked to think he was good anyway. But, yeah, I think he stuck a bat in my hand at a young age and he was very happy when when um, he had a boy. So, yeah, I, I had no choice, really. Um so, yeah, whether that was in the back garden or, or wherever it may be. But I actually put a post up the other day um, of, yeah, my rig not changing too much for me topless in the garden at about five years old. Me, my gut hanging out. Um, so, so, yeah. It was I thought you meant your height. No, I mean, I, I got a lot of stick for that as well. That I haven't grown yet. Um, but, yeah, so it was, it was all sports for me really growing up. But I guess cricket was probably just the one I was better at. Fair enough. And um, look, what about getting in the North Ant side? So you obviously made a big impact when you came in, but was that to do with the fact that Brooksy had, did you did you just left Brooksy when Ben came in? So it was obviously like once Brooksy had gone, that that was it. You know, you'd open the floodgates. Yeah, Heard about the new yeah. Greg both coming through. This posh lad from from Stowe School. Everyone kept talking about. <laughs> yeah, we, we never actually played together, did we, Brooksy? Um, 
but yeah, I kind of was just, I, I got kind of drafted in pretty quick from school. I, I didn't play too much second team cricket. Um, kind of just got thrown in there and just to see how I went. And to be honest, I didn't, did nothing special for a couple of years. Um, yeah, I, I found the step up quite tough. Um, I just had a bit of talent, kind of, um, I always kind of found ways of scoring runs, but yeah, I think it probably took me 18 months to actually get my first 100. So um, yeah, it wasn't the smoothest start to my career. Fair enough. Well, where, where about, whereabouts are you, by the way? Because we spoke to Tim Breslin on the podcast a few weeks ago, right? And Brezzy was, um, well, we tried it the first time, Laz, didn't we? And he was basically stood at the side of a road. He was just about to That's sign for Warwickshire. Yeah, it was some service station, wandering around a car park with vans flying past him. Um, you're outside as well. So you're, I think you're the second uh, person to come on the pod who's actually outside. So where are you? What, what's the setting? Describe it. I'm in the lovely um, part of Oxfordshire. I'm, I'm at Soho Farmhouse. Um, probably couldn't sound any more posh if I wanted to. Very, very, very middle class. I mean, it's not my membership. I'm just I'm here as a mate. Um, just went to the gym, actually. Obviously, I'm, I'm always trying to work on my rig. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, if there's a bit of noise, it's because there's a, there's a few 60-year-olds out here having a coffee or a beer. Perfect. What are you like about going to the gym for, Ducky? You really have changed hey. if you have... I'm a changed man. I, I've got my birthday this weekend, so that's, that's going to be a quiet one. So I'm trying to have a good week until then. <laughs> good man. Good man. Good man. I love it. We'll, we'll come on to England under 19 stuff as well. And when your career sort of got going in a minute. But Chris, I'm led to believe that Ben sort of made his first steps into yeah. cricketing stardom uh, through playing for the Barmy Army. Not sure about stardom, but yeah, he, he did. Um, he played quite a few games with Mark Steer for the. Army Army Colts, a couple of tours, didn't you, Ben? Yeah, I did. Um, really enjoyable that was actually. Um, but it's a funny one. I actually um, I went on a tour to India, um, and I actually got severe heat stroke and spent three days in intensive care in India. So, <laughs> uh, that was an interesting one for me. Um, yeah, I think we we played in at some grounds and it was it was so hot and. I, there, was, there was no change room, no toilet, anything. I think that was the only game I scored runs in and had severe heat stroke. I was in a bad place for a few days. There you go. <laughs> Learned the hard way then before the, um, yeah. before the India tours. Exactly that, yeah. Quality. Oh, man. What, who did you play with on those tours? Do you remember anyone else that's made it? I know Reese Topley has made it through the ranks. And is there anyone else that was on those tours with you? When I played, I can't think of many. Obviously, George Steer was a mate of mine there, and he, yeah. he didn't. Um, a guy called Dan Lewis Williams, who I went to Millfield Prep with. Um, I can't think of many lads who. There was a guy called Baz Lackram. I don't know if you know who was a. Right, he was yeah. tipped off to be yeah, a very man. good young cricketer um, who hasn't quite quite made it. But yeah, they were always great tours, and you know, chance to go and play in a place like India. Um, you know, there wasn't quite. Um, didn't quite prepare me to facing Ashwin, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was a good experience. I'm just going to go and sorry, like, I prepared awfully here, but it's, it's pissing it down with rain here. Oh, it's... <laughs> I'm leaning my phone on my mate's laptop, so I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to go inside here. But... Get, get nestled next to the bar, mate. Just go and get yourself a pint. Yeah, and get your mask on. Yeah, yeah. I, I shouldn't have got a pint, shouldn't I? <laughs> I love that he was talking about heat stroke about a minute ago as well and then now he's like you know getting rained on <laughs> talking about heat stroke in the rain no 
Oh, Wi-Fi. You know what? This is a great little journey that is going in. It looks very nice there, Brooksy, by the way. Are you familiar nice with this joint? Yeah. Oxfordshire is a glorious place to be, mate. I'm very jealous of Yeah. <laughs> David Beckham lives there next door to where he is at the minute. Does he? I'm moving. Does he? Does, Beck, does, does Beckham live there, does he? Yeah, he lives next door, yeah. I think, I think yeah. Right. Well, who, who, who needs Beckham when you've got Ben Duckett on? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Uh, oh, he's back now, is he? I'd love to yeah. see David Beckham play reverse week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'd love to take a free kick like him. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I love his bank balance, I think. Yeah, I had that. Yeah, and he's. Greggy, you, you want his wife? Yeah, <laughs> I was literally about to say that. He took the words out of my mouth. Uh, oh, dear. We'll get back onto cricket, shall we? Uh, so, you know, look, you, you went into the England under 19 side, into, the, into that setup. What's that like? Because we speak to a lot of older guys who are kind of, you know, approaching their end of the career and retired. I'm guessing that it's, it's completely different. You know, they talk about it and it's almost like a like a glorified school's trip, going to the West Indies and all that, a bunch of 18, 17-year-olds. What was it like? I, I'm guessing it was quite serious. It's probably quite dif- difficult to focus and stuff when it's a big bunch of lads going away, isn't it, Ben? Um, yeah, it's a difficult one because I think actually the under-19s get a lot of stick from county cricketers because you see all these 19-year-olds who are going to play abroad and, you know, all wearing their England kit and, you know, now posting on Instagram and, kind of, I'm sure Brooksy would agree with me that, you, I mean, I we definitely got a lot of stick and because, I mean, it is great to be involved in that and play in a World Cup and sort of be in the system, but really, at the end of the day, you, you've done nothing in your career playing under 19s, you know, you're going to the next step, which is playing county cricket and to be honest, it is a big step up yeah. for, from playing that. I, I think the, the good thing about being involved in that setup is kind of getting used to being around the England setup, and they do do it like the Lions and the, the main side. So you do get a taste of what it's going to be like, I guess, and playing in different um, different countries. And I was so lucky. I mean, I went to Dubai, Australia, South Africa, played in all these different countries. Um, but yeah, looking back, it's at the end of the day, I mean, guys who finished their career at 19s, you know, your career starts at 19, 20, you know, so yeah. I think, and it is a massive step up when you go from that to playing in the men's county cricket. Um, and I definitely found that, you know, I I had I did well in the World Cup and, and scored runs, you know, against 19-year-olds. But as soon as you, you, you start the season in April against these guys who have played for the last 10 years, it's it's a different ball game. Yeah. And what, who, who was in that group then out of when you were in the under 19s who sort of who we'd know who'd be familiar to our listeners? Um, well, Dom Sibley, obviously, he, he opened the batting. Um, I think his strike rate in that World Cup was about 26. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Sibbers hasn't, yeah, yeah. Sibbers hasn't changed. He, he loves batting, and but yeah, he, he did cheer him up top for us. Um, and then my my good mate Joe Clark, he was in there. Um, a few county cricketers, Brian Higgins, Matthew Fisher, obviously Brooksy, you'll know Fish. Um, sort of finishing that, I walked away thinking that he was going to play for England in three or four years. He was, I think he was 16 on that trip and he was bouncing, you know, some of the best Indian players out and 
he was top class. And you know, unfortunately for him, he's, he's had injuries and it's set him back. But wish him all the best. But yeah, we we had a you know because I I played in the World Cup a couple of years before and they had we had Jamie Overton, Craig Overton, Reese Topley, Daniel Beldrum, and Alex Davies. Um, that team was far better. But the team that I had was kind of a bunch of mates really who who managed to to do far more than we should have done by finishing third um so yeah it's one of those things that I've, I've achieved more in my career but looking back on that it's you know I think we did the best since old Pedro Brooksy when they won it you know back in about 1950 um <laughs> yeah I, I I think we were the, the we we got the closest since then, so yeah, it's obviously nice to look back on something like that. You're obviously good mates with Clarkie, and you both made your way up to Trembridge at Knotts. Did you have a little sh- call before to say that where, where are we going to go and play together? Yeah, we did actually. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's obviously good for me and him, such close mates off the pitch, but sort of, I think we've got it right this year that we, you know, we push each other very hard, and we, we're kind of me and him trying to drive that side for the next 10 years hopefully um but yeah it's nice that you know when we get away from cricket we can just kind of be mates and we don't have to talk about cricket and kind of get away from it together so but yeah we certainly did before kind of you know joe yeah how are you getting on are you have you signed yet and it was kind of yeah kind of like yeah okay we'll both sign now done yeah i was trying to tap you both up for yorkshire at the time i was asked by um sort of senior management and stuff see get an idea about what you two were up to because I know Yorkshire were both in for both of you as well weren't they yeah and to be fair Clark he was yeah he said to me he was never going I, I genuinely thought about it but I mean I would have done Brooksy and then he left anyway so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you'd have got me there and then you just Mate, I told you there's not room in any club for me and you I don't think <laughs> oh yeah it's just not too meant much to be ego. way too much ego for me and you in the same team oh exactly <laughs> I love it. So, so some of the best teammates and stuff that you've had then in 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 that period. I mean, obviously four tests for England um, in sort of 2016 sort of time. How was that like getting in? You know, was it, did it sort of come a bit too early? Now, you know, in hindsight, obviously at the time you were scoring runs and you were doing really well and you were making making sort of serious tracks. Do you think sometimes you think, oh, you know, if I knew then what I knew now? You'd have approached it differently, or, or come out of it better. You know how, how I don't know how you feel about you know your England experience so far, really. Yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't like to say necessarily it's too early, but then again, it probably was. Like I was just, you know, I had a ridiculous year. I was full of confidence, but oh, it's a tough one. I, I think any, you know, I, I look at players like you know Popey, Sibbers, all those young lads now going to Bangladesh, going to India is. It's, it's alien conditions. And I, I think it doesn't really matter how old you are. Like it, it's so hard out there. And for me, yeah. playing spin is is definitely the best bit of my game. And yeah, I mean Bangladesh, the average scores were about 160. Like it, it was not batsman friendly. And then yeah. going to India, um, one of the best off spinners ever worked me out. And he's worked a lot of left-handers out in his time. And it was a definite setback for me. And, and you, you you do start to believe what, you, what you're reading and what you're hearing. And I did. Um, but, yeah, I was the runs I scored then, I haven't scored since, you know, since that year. But I'm a far better player now than I was then. You know, I was just a young kid with plenty of talent who, who had a year where it kind of all came off. Um, 
but I've had to work seriously hard at my game in the last last sort of four or five years since then. And um, yeah, I just need to start putting in a few more consistent scores now to to maybe get back in the mix. But I, I definitely think if I was to go back there now, I, I'd be in a better place than I was then. I suppose you know when you know this summer when the you, you were part of the squads and stuff, weren't you? For the I know it's all been dodgy with the coronavirus, but you were part of like the training squads, and then you were sort of part of the ODI group and stuff as well, weren't you? What was that like then coming back in? Was it almost you were a bit more relaxed because you'd been there before than some of the other guys? I'm guessing who hadn't tasted that. Yeah, I tell you what. Obviously, that was after lockdown, wasn't it? And lockdown yeah. for me was huge because um, I basically just did fitness every day that's all I did and you know right now and this summer it's been the fittest I've ever been um you know it's not been I've just kind of got by like I was one of the fitter lads in the team and I've never had that before so when I got in that bubble I was just so excited because I was moving so well fielding like fitness like for me in the past cricket's not necessarily been a problem you know as you guys will have all heard from my career and seen like me off the pitch and fitness those little things have always been you know whether it's me or someone else they'll go with the guy who's fitter or you know kind of thing and it was the first time I've been around the group of England players where I knew if we were doing a fielding drill or if we we're doing this I was going to be absolutely fine I wasn't worried about I was going to be blowing out my ass 30 seconds in and yeah. worried about running around taking a catch you know I was so ready um so, so, yeah, it was the first time, really, I'd been involved in that setup where I could kind of go there and lads are looking at me going, oh, you look, you're looking good kind of thing. And that's why I'll look back at this year. And, you know, the pandemic has been an absolute nightmare for the whole world and everyone involved. But for my career, fitness-wise, it, it was huge for me. Um, so, you know, so moving forward, and that's why, you know, I'm gymming today I think I've done two sessions this you know and I've never ever done a session in October before in my career <laughs> Amazing. as Brooks, Brooksy knows that October is the cricketers month to really do what you want and and sing the beers but you find that movement don't you go drinking off oh yeah the biceps okay but other than that <laughs> um and and it's been massive and I, I don't want to let go of that that's why I'm kind of continuing to do that now and I don't want to have those things hanging over me you know if, if I was never to get picked again like you know that's fine as long as I am scoring runs and I'm feeling fit and I'm doing everything right then I'll hold my head high when I finish my career so it's really interesting that you say that Ben and you're looking at this winter as potentially an option to try and get on one of the tours I know you, you mentioned it could be going back to India again with England perhaps in the winter and Sri Lanka as well you're looking at those really trying to be in contention for those tours? Yeah, I think my biggest learning over the last couple of years is I got too caught up in thinking too far ahead. Um, you know, I, and I think everyone kind of does it. And, you know, I was looking at scores of other players around the country and worrying too much about what they were doing. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing this year um, and after leaving the bubble is kind of, okay, I'm not picked in that, that's fine. I'm just going to go and, you know, I'm lucky enough to be playing at one of the better counties in the country, um, you know, winning a trophy this year and being there on finals day. And I think this year I've gone back to my 2016 self of just loving cricket again and not thinking about what's going on. And as I said before, and hopefully I, I can do this and it can be tough, but 
not thinking about what's going on, you know, above me or who's scoring runs, just trying to score runs myself. And, you know, if I was to get picked this winter or even got picked up in a franchise thing, then brilliant because I, I do feel like, you know, I would have deserved it more because I've scored runs this year. In the last two or three years, I've, I've been lucky with Lions or the odd franchise, and I, I haven't deserved to be picked up in it. You know, they've picked me up off, off, off previous success and, and like, ability. Um, whereas this summer, I believe, like, if I went in something this winter, I said I'm fit, I've scored runs, I'm feeling confident, so I, I'd feel kind of a bit more ready for it. So if I was to be picked in, in any form of that, you know, whether it was Lions, England, franchise, you know, I'd feel ready and... and um, but you know, if, if not, then I'll I'll work 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 my socks off at knots again this winter and, and go again next summer. One thing I noticed, Ducky, in the, when I watched a bit of the finals day in the final, your reaction when you when you won the game, you looked really yeah. pumped. And I don't think I've ever seen because you're quite a chill guy, aren't you? you? Don't really show too much emotion, I feel. But it obviously, meant a lot to you. Maybe going back over last year's heart heartache in the final as well, when it was down to you a little bit, I suppose, last ball. Oh. How much do you think, like, obviously, a young player like you to learn how much it would hurt in that situation, then to to go through the sort of the highs of it a year later must have been pretty sort of put that to bed a little bit. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where looking back to last year's final day, you know, it was one of the worst things in my career. But because of this year and looking back now, I think it was actually one of the best things in my career. Um, you know, I'm a different player this year, mentally, physically, everything. But having that setback, um, and it, I mean, this is a bit more technical and stuff, but for me, I've always liked, you know, batting and run chases and taking it deep. But that was a massive learning for me. And I say this to any cricketer, whether you're 35, 18, that, you know, take it as deep as you want, but never in a big game, let it go into the last over because anything can happen. As I saw that game and, I think that's why this year I, I've I've had three not outs, um, three not outs, winning the game and getting the boys over the line. And the Yorkshire one um, actually went into the last over, but I hit a boundary in the first ball of the over and kind of killed the game. And it was like it was such a big learning for me because, as I say, anything can happen. And you know, I watched that. I, I on the morning of finals day this year, I was I, I went to the loo and I was sat on my bed and. Vitality Bar's tweet last year's semi-final and I'm watching myself, you know, <laughs> fail. And I was like, oh no, and kind of thing. And it was just like, after last year, I just, I needed this year to happen. And I'm so lucky that it happened a year later because now, you know, hopefully last year's final was kind of forgotten about. Um, and yeah, it was a huge learning for me. But as, as you say, yeah, I do like to think I'm fairly chilled and, um, but yeah, I was I was very pumped up after getting the boys over the line there because the year before. You know, um, the off the back of that, it's been. You know what? I've never really been that bothered about the IPL lads, and I'm not sure about anyone else here. But this year, I've watched le- way more of it than I ever have. It would be if you're playing in it, mate. If you're getting the cash. Well, of course, yeah. of course. And this you're is a purist, aren't you, Greg? Like I'm not a purist. I just I just not really that bothered about it. But the, this, I, I know you've played a bit of franchise stuff, Ben, aren't you? Is it Islamabad United you played for? Yeah, I played in the PSL. I mean, I I actually was, I picked up on it, but two of the young Pakistani lads got done for match fixing in the first game. No. Which basically the whole dynamic of the whole squad. So I basically was told you're not going to play. So it was actually, I mean, yeah, it was nice to be in a squad full of, you know, 
such big players, but that for me, it was actually, I was after the England tour. And I remember I was just, I was a slob. I was in my hotel because the PSL and the games finished at midnight. I was waking up at like one in the afternoon, not late, like I did. I had a horrible time actually. Um, did you? Right. Okay. But, 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 but I, I'm all for franchise stuff. Like I'd love to go back and I don't think I helped myself. And that was a learning because Sam Billings is one of the best off the pitch franchise stuff. And as you know, like Sam's, obviously an unbelievable cricketer, but I watched him during that PSL and he did everything right off the pitch. He was so good. Any social thing, he was there. You know, he was so good with the players. And I was I was lazy. I, You know, after a tough winter, I kind of wish I was I was at home and, and kind of yeah. after struggling with England, it wasn't actually very good for me. Um, but I got an opportunity in South Africa um, to play in the Mzanzi League. And I just made sure, like, I, I did okay. I probably averaged 30, like, I, I did I did all right in it. But I made so much effort with all the lads off the pitch. And I think that's big in franchise stuff that, you know, just kind of being a good bloke goes just as far as kind of scoring runs on the pitch. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it, it was great to sort of share the dressing room with the likes of Shane Watson, Brad, and ha- Brad Haddon, sorry, Ms. Barl Hack, um, and just kind of picking the brains of, of those international players. Yeah, quality. Love that. You mentioned being a good bloke and stuff, and obviously Brooksy says that you're really laid back, and you are. You know, you come across really laid back. We know with some of the, you know, the headline stuff that you that people have read and people are will have been aware of in a few years ago, and it's always. You know, Ben Duck, it's popping up and he's, oh, what's he done wrong now kind of thing. Does that bother you? Yeah. You know, because you, you seem so relaxed and you, you don't seem like that at all. And everyone says that, you know, in the game. But to your casual cricket fan or sports fan who's looking at that kind of stuff, they must be thinking, oh, my word. How how, do you, how does that make you feel? Does it, does it make you angry? Do you just go, oh, for God's sake? Or what is it? You know, because obviously you've changed an awful lot since then. But I think sometimes as well, they make it seem a lot worse than it is, some of the incidents and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, they do, and um, it's tough, isn't it? Like, I, I guess all the things I've done wrong in my career, I don't think people would look at it and go, "Oh, Ben Duffy must be a bad bloke." Like, yeah, I've made mistake, I've made mistakes, but like, they're not like teammates have said, "Oh, he's an awful bloke." So I think, like, in that sense, like, look, I was young, I've made plenty of mistakes, like. I mean, I was a nightmare at school. My, my, I prepared my mum and my dad for it, so they, they're used to it by now. So <laughs> I, I, I was always in trouble at school, you know. But again, like, none of my teachers would have said they disliked me. I was just, yeah. I just made mistakes. And, like, I, they, they, it wasn't like I was a horrific bloke. And I, I'd like to think that the guys that know me um, would, would say I'm a half-decent guy. So, yeah, I think my, my career has not been the smoothest. Um I've obviously, you know, been in trouble here and there and stuff, but you know, hopefully, you know, I've learned from that. I definitely think I've I've come a long way as a as a bloke. Um, but you know, the other thing is, if I finish my career well, then my, my book will be worth the read, won't it? So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'll, I'll book you for some after dinner work, mate. Don't worry about it. Love that. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got some stories that probably you know you've seen headlines for, but I can tell the whole story if you want at some after dinner speeches. <laughs> <laughs> Well, moving away from that, but dragging you back to the tour, your first tour with England, what was it like, obviously, your first exposure of the Barmy Army as in in ground and seeing people there coming from county cricket and then going on an away tour to India? 
won't be anything like what you've witnessed before and seeing the Barmy Army there, albeit in fairly small numbers because it was an India tour and a Bangladesh tour where they were there as well. What was that special to hear people singing? And I know you've got a song, albeit not sung very much, but you've got a song. By, by the way, if we're talking about that song, these lot have just told me what it is. It's shocking. It's dreadful. You need to get back in that England side, Ben, so that you can have a better song because there's so much potential there. That is a shocker. See, I don't, I don't know it. I couldn't even, but I think it was close to Chainsmokers, wasn't it, or something? But oh, I don't that's know. terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I actually remember because honestly, I'm the most, you know, I just, I don't really think about what, what's, you know, until it happens. I don't think the night before, or yeah. So obviously, when I, when I went out to bat with Chef, and you know, there were kind of the seven of the you lads there singing. And I was kind of like, Chef, like, what's going on here? And he was like, Oh, yeah, it's the Barmy Army, Barmy Army like singing, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Because obviously, obviously, that was Bangladesh test match, and that there was no one there. Yeah. So that was it. And I was like, You know, so I think my experience of the Barmy Army, I mean, I love, I, Cape Town's a big one, isn't it? Last winter when yeah. you learned, I mean, it just looked incredible. Like, I obviously, the the one day is in Dhaka and, and Bangladesh. Yeah. I mean, you I couldn't hear mid off talking, let alone yeah. the guys yeah. singing. So um, I'd Crazy. love to get an experience properly of um, of what it's like having you guys kind of behind us. And you know, if I don't play again, then maybe I'll do you know do what Gaz Balance did and get the old balaclava on and get myself in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna welcome. say Ben with your with your form on the circuit, you would uh, be a perfect rep for the Barmy Army. I'd have thought. I reckon I'll be yeah. great for a day, day session. <laughs> Brooksy, you'll be training him up by the time he's finished. You'll be working for us. <laughs> I, don't that, I don't know about that, but yeah, we'll see what we can come up with. But, Quality. Um, yeah, I just want um, obviously the incidents that Ben's had in his career, they're, like he said, they're not massive issues. They're just obviously story makers, aren't they? That people yeah. are out to, to get him a little bit, but um, he's learned a lot already in his young career, haven't you? So it's only going to set you up for back into your career, mate, I think it'll come good. And you've, you've got a proven record in, in 2020 cricket, for sure, haven't you, in white ball cricket? Won a few trophies. Haven't someone, there was a stat about how many how many T20 trophies you won now? Last three trophy. now. Three. I, I didn't realise, but yeah, so me, Dan Christian, and Paul Nixon and Claude Henderson, I think, have won the most trophies. So, you know... And you're I, definitely you know, the youngest. I Well, <laughs> I was going to say, DC's not got too many more years than him, so... Hopefully we'll get a couple more at knots and can make a bit of history. Quality. Amazing. Get yourselves back in Div 1, mate. And, um, well, if, if two divisions happen again, because we need to cross swords again, don't we? We need to get you back in my pocket. I know. Well, geez. You, yeah, well, you, what, what, did you get how many times? You, you got me out both both innings, didn't you? And, yes. and you had me dropped on baggage. Should, should have been a pair, but George Bartlett dropped you at points. You got four and then got out caught, mid, mid, uh, caught cover, didn't you, next ball? Literally, kicked a straight one. And then I tried to get off one, hit it straight to point, dropped, and then got caught cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. It was, um, yeah, you gave me a couple of easy ones there, unfortunately, but I'm sure it won't happen again in the future. Oh, well, I'm sure I'll give you a chance, Brooksy. <laughs> <laughs> ben, what's it, what's it been like going and playing with Peter Moores? We hear a lot of people talking about how good he is as a coach, and a lot of people say how he develops games and makes people better players and better cricketers. So what's it like to play with him? Yeah, it's 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 great. And I, I obviously, as Brooksy said earlier, I was speaking to Yorkshire and then Pete Moores came in and spoke to me and 
I literally left the conversation. I, I don't, I can't put my finger on what it is, but I rang my agent. I said, I'm going to nuts. I want to work with Pete Moores. Um, I think it's, you know, obviously, Brooksy, you've played at a smaller county as well, so you can relate. Like, when I was at North Ham, it's like, Dave Ripley is a big, you know, I thank him a lot for my what's happened in my career, but I couldn't go and speak to Rips when I got back from India, you know, about what I'd faced out there, you know, international cricket. Um, but, like, Pete Moores, is, he's done it. He's been right to the top. He's worked with all those guys. So... I think, you know, the respect you have for a coach is huge. And before I even joined, I just, I respected him. And, you know, I, I've heard lots of things from people about, you know, him maybe being intense and he is far from intense. Like, you know, when he talks in a room, he's one of those guys that everyone listens. You know, he doesn't talk for the sake of it, but like, um, and I, I've done loads of work actually with the assistant coach, Ann Botha. He's kind of thrown thousands, like thousands of balls at me this winter. But Pete Moores will just kind of overlook it and he'll just give me little bits and bobs. But I think, and this is the only, you can only have this advice from someone who's coached England or been in that setup. And here's the biggest thing I've had from him, which he told me last year. He just said, if you've got one foot in the England camp and one foot with us at Knott's, you may as well go. Like you, you will not do, you will not score runs. You will not get back in the England team. He, he said to me, you know, when you're with Knotts now, you need both feet with us and you need to just give it everything and enjoy it. And it was huge for me this summer because it's probably the first time I've done it where after the England bubble, you know, I, I did well. I, I was obviously gutted. I didn't stay on for that series. Um, kind of, you know, I had a day where I was a bit disappointed. And then when I joined up with Knotts, forgotten about I didn't I, I hardly watched England games I wasn't fussed about what was going on there I just went back to not and I just said right you know I want to I want to score runs this year I want to you know win a trophy you know and kind of enjoy playing cricket and that was the biggest advice that he's given me because I reckon since I got dropped for England when I went back to North Hans, all I was thinking about was what's happening at England who's scoring runs you know get me back in that setup but the reason I got picked for England in the first place was I was just a young lad at Northampton enjoying cricket. Yeah, ex well, having five pints after every game, we were just, you know, and, and I, I didn't even think about what was going on. I just, I kind of, I saw the ball, I hit the ball, and, and, and I think that's the best way for me. Like, I think a lot of people, you know, I imagine that Tom Wesley, Hasib and Mead, you see a lot of these guys who have got into the England side, who are gun players, and there's a reason why they got picked, but then have not got back into the squad after because it's so hard when you get that knock to pick yourself up, go again, improve and get yourself back in there. And I said, it's taken me four years um, to kind of get back to where I should be. And um, yeah, so yeah, that, that that's the hardest thing. But that P Moore has, has been great over the past couple of years. Dressing room all right? Hard as well, mate. I've done it myself and it's hard to feel settled in a new environment, a new city and a sort of a big club mentality, isn't it? When knots are expected to win trophies, you're surrounded by big names, big egos, and very similar yeah. to how it went for me a little bit. But obviously, like you would feel about North fans, like I do, I love the place, so I didn't really want to move. But for your own career and progression, you have to, don't you? And you could have stayed there and been happy for the next 15 years, but you kind of have to move on, don't you? I think that's a big thing. And and I obviously, when I moved to Knotts, um, 
that winter, I got picked straight in the Lions off the back of nothing. And obviously, I think they just saw like, right, he doesn't want to stay at North Hans for the next 10 years, be cushy on, you know, all right money, play in the side every week. He wants to, you know, push himself. And I think Ed Smith saw that. And that was kind of just moving to knots. You know, whether I scored runs or not, they saw that, you know, that's what I wanted to do. I had ambitions to, to kind of, yeah, get back in that England side and not just settle for, you know, being pretty cushy for the next 10 years. Spot I'm waiting on. for your Hooters sponsorship on the back of your bat, like Melania as well. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna. I'm probably just gonna leave that one. Yeah, I won't get involved. In that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go. To, I'll go to Hooters, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. You're not gonna get a Barmy Army sticker on, you know? Come on, you yeah, owe everything absolutely. to that tour in, in in India, don't you? <laughs> right, you've you put me under now, haven't you? I'll have to speak to Pro Direct, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's my skill. I'm, I'm with Pro Direct as well, Ducky. So you know. Might have to they, join are, they are a handy sponsor, aren't they? We'll have to mention them, Brooksy. They are a good sponsor. I can, I can get you both shoes, lads. Don't worry about it. We can sort <laughs> yeah, that I don't out. want Clark's, mate. I don't want a Clark's <laughs> own brand. <laughs> you do realise we're cutting that out, by the way, about that Pro Direct thing. <laughs> get rid of that. Cut <laughs> that straight that. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Ben, we'll let you get back to your coffee, pal. It's really good of you to talk to us. I hope that, look, you know, this winter, who knows what it, it's going to bring. Um, but I hope it bears fruit and you you know you get back in because you deserve it. You've been class this year and um, yeah. And thanks before before yeah, you go, go on. Ben. We we have we have got a member question which we need to ask. Oh, go on. So, Tom Tom Jackson has emailed two questions and the first one is what's a favourite bowler to bat against and why? And the second one is who's your favourite batsman you've ever batted with? The first one is so easy and I always answer it. He's a teammate of mine now, but it's Sam at Mattel. I. <laughs> I, the, the one thing I was gutted about moving to Notts was I will never face Sammy in a game again. I don't know why, but I, I always belted him. <laughs> um, and I always let him know now when I'm when I'm in the nets, I'm like, come on, Sammy, come on, have a bowl at me. And he's like, no, no, I'm not bowling at you. Um, so, so, and I always tell him, I love Sammy, and he's obviously a world-class player, but I don't know, I just love facing him. Um, Brilliant. Fav, favourite batsman I've batted with? Um, yeah, favourite batsman you've batted with? Good question, that. Um, you batted with me, obviously. Yeah. No, obviously I would have said you, Brucey. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been lucky, haven't I? I've, I've played with some world-class players, but I think the one thing that I will always look back on will be, you know, opening the batting with Alistair Cook. Um, I know he's had about 45 partners in the last four years, <laughs> but... Um, you know, from, from what he's done in the game, whatever I achieve in my career, to say in 30 years, yo, if I ever have kids, who knows? I, um, <laughs> but to, you know, to, to say that I opened the batting with Alistair Cook and actually we put on 100 in Bangladesh, which, um, so it's, yeah, to put on 100 with Alistair Cook, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty special, I think. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Two great answers there. Two really good answers. I'm glad. That, I'm glad that you uh, use them actually, Chris. They're very, very good. Thanks for the questions, um, Ben. Thanks a lot, pal. Enjoy your coffee. Get back to talking to David Beckham, whoever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello to him from me. Go and do your fourth gym session of the day, Ducky. Oh yeah, I might. I might go do some fitness now, Brooksy. <laughs> All right. nice one really Thank appreciate you, that Ben and thanks for thanks, thanks for the honesty and talking to us cheers mate thanks so much uh, it's, it's been a pleasure thank you
Podcast Network.